Life is so much better when you have friends to connect and kiki with. And no matter how near or far you are, thank God for things like WhatsApp to always keep you together. And in this friendship, all day and all night, we send each other long as voice notes. Every day we discuss just about everything from what we have for dinner to the music we like to the men we met to exercise and don't forget our absolute favorite thing insecure so sit back and relax as these two girls tell you everything about life love and all things in between welcome to long air voice notes hello everybody and welcome back to long af voice notes we are happy to be here we have both and we're sure the rest of you are feeling somewhat exhausted and just emotionally and mentally drained by all of the situations that have been going on across the world and as you guys know sarita's in spain and the way she feels is exactly the way that i feel in oakland california so it's one of those things where we realize that this is a global issue and even in the midst of this as we've been sending each other long af voice notes every day about this this just is a great platform for us to get it out or for us to have some moments of joy and be able to talk about how happy this latest episode made everybody so as you guys know i am marty lewis and i am joined by my beautiful co-host Sarita Braxton. And like we said, we're so glad that you guys are here. So we're just going to jump right into season four, episode eight, low-key happy. Give us a grade. I mean, this couldn't have come at a better time uh, to have an episode called low-key happy during this time in the U.S. was serendipitous. Um, I'm going to give it an A. Because I just the whole time I was smiling, I could relate. Like it was just like a wholesome like hug yes. in an episode. Yeah, so I love it. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you, and you know I don't get no A's. But let me point out that my girl Kelly wrote mm. this. I'm like, oh, we yeah. see you, Kelly, with an I, aka Natasha, in real life. It was a beautifully written episode with so many dynamics <laughs> so many things that we go to it was triggering for everybody who was watching it everybody could either have been lawrence or Issa. it just was it was so like it was just it was it was beautiful um okay let's let's roll because we don't really have other ships but we yeah. have relationships and friendships even though it's it's them so yeah let's roll let's roll Combined. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to, uh, yes, give a kudos to Natasha for writing in this conversation, which many of us don't get the chance to have, um, uh, where you're not angry, you know, you're not blaming each other, you're not being uh, nasty. Like, <laughs> Issa bust her whole ass, got up, and was able to sit next to this man because he knows her so well. Like, what's going to embarrass her in front of him, you know? And I just love how, like, you, we've been saying they're so comfortable with each other and they're able to sit down and really reflect, like, okay, not like you did this and you did that, but, like, both of them just taking their their halves of 
why they they broke up and exploring whether or not they could continue in the future and if condola don't get out of here oh she got on my nerves the whole episode if i said i'm out i'm out like why do you keep calling and texting me but on top of that why did he continuously answer sir you are out with a whole nother woman condola will be there at the end but let's go back to the beginning what did you love about those opening scenes like for me i i love seeing isa come in looking like a boss i love seeing him looking like a snack because you know i don't normally think that about him but i was like oh, oh. yeah i mean if you see how far he's come from season one to now and like that was the most beautiful thing like they both were on their own boss shit, and i loved every aspect of it but i also loved how he was like putting in tic tacs like he was trying to make sure he was good and she falls and it just makes us all laugh because at the end of the day remember she's human and clumsy and an awkward yeah. black girl period awkward um, black girl, exactly. and it's not like he was like oh my gosh you're okay he's like and i'm like really <laughs> i'm just like really but even the first moments where he goes to order her drink and he remembered her drink and i'm like this is this is what makes it so hard when you break up at an instant mm. you still remember everything because you were still engulfed in that person's lives you grow to hate them over time because of how you guys left off but you have not closed that chapter yet to the point where she shot out his mom and daddy names yeah. like um, but we've seen it the whole episodes right like back to her and condola when she's like oh he loves mayonnaise back to him telling her like well we found out that his real name is not lawrence and we're like these are things that isa only knows and so i think for me i that was i i love that that they never forgot which allows you to really realize it's still something there i have had exes who remember my birthday or they don't the ones who remember my birthday i'm like it's because I was important to them. It's because they still check on me and see what I do. The ones who don't remember my life, because I don't mean nothing to them anymore. So right. we really get to see that they still mean something to each other. Yeah, they're very important in each other's lives. They know so much about each other. Even when Issa was ordering for them at the table, you know, like ran off all the food, drinks. Like she's like, you don't need to say anything. I already know what's going to make you happy. And it's like comparing apples and oranges with Issa and Condola. Well, maybe it's better to say a circle in a square. Like, I don't feel like Lawrence really fits with Condola. You saw the kind of interaction with her friends and her inner circle during Thanksgiving. But then you have Issa, who it's just like they measure. They're peanut butter and jelly. I'm loving the analogies. I just can't stop. But I, they just fit so well together. And it's really hard to see how it ended like to see what could have been and maybe this was like giving us a little sample of what could have been had they stayed together and glowed up together right um so they're at the bar lizzo comes on i think that makes all of us dance i loved how she put that in there because that song is beautiful and it's like an anthem but then it reminds us that like there's so many spots that turn into spots after a certain time. And it's just like, we've all been in spots where you can't hear the person next to you. Like, get me out of here. So I love that they leave. Um, I love that, again, you see that growth of where they used to be to where they are now. Um, because 
even with like the lifting, right? Where he was like trying to be funny and has jokes. Oh. It's like, yeah, remember, Issa doesn't have to get a lift anymore. Or even the fact that he can get the black lift and it's like, exactly, he has money now. Or even the fact when he's like, oh, let's go to that place you always wanted to go to, which in my eyes insinuated like, I wanted to take you here, but I wasn't working back then. I didn't have no money, but now I want to take you there so I can still fulfill a need that you had from a long time ago. You know what I mean? So it was just like this constant thing of progression with them. Like, oh, well, this is where I am right now in life. No, you got to go back to the list, girl. First, I love that he was like, all right, let me order a lift and then called her. So and you know, like all these little things, like this old picture of, of him in her phone. And then they get in the lift. And this lady is like full on nuts. Issa's like, we wanted a quiet ride. And the lady's like, no, <laughs> you're going to get this conversation. Girl. Go, the flashlight, propose now. Oh, girl. And everything she was saying, because that's how old people really be. They'd be like, why are y'all wasting each other's time? If you know, you know, come on. But I think that whole ring thing when he was like, yeah, and I got a ring. And I, I, something told me that that was real because men do do that. I know a few men who have bought rings and then they ended up breaking up and it's like, well, what do I do with this ring? But then I wanted to, I was like, how could he afford a ring? And I was like, I hope he didn't put that ring on credit. And let me talk about this. At one point in, in my life, I was engaged and my fiance at the time put our ring, that ring on credit. And I had no earthly idea. So he put that ring on credit to be able to purchase it. I feel like if you have to put a ring on credit, you do not need to be buying that ring. If you have to put a ring on credit, then you need to wait until you can pay for the ring so you ain't got to put on credit. The reason that I say this, right? My cousin got a divorce and one of the things that she had to pay for in her divorce was the rest of that ring. Mm. Things get nasty. So men, don't be putting no rings on credit. Okay. Or ladies who want to propose. I, I don't know about that. But don't be putting no rings on credit. Would you propose to a man? I personally wouldn't, but I support women who do. <laughs> really? Okay, no. Let's get into that right quick. Why? Tell us why. I feel like we, I'm, again, like, I'm a pretty liberal, traditional person. I, I go both ways. Like, I appreciate men paying for meals on the first date. I appreciate them opening doors, being respectful all of these things, but I also don't want to conform to the gender roles that the man is supposed to be the only one taking the initiative to move your relationship forward. And I know that it's it's a niche thing. It's not as popular. It's probably more criticized than it is supported. But if a woman, because you know, we talk about these things like men shouldn't feel bad if a woman makes more money than them and all of these other things. So like if a woman makes more money than a man, or she just decides that she wants to propose, like, I think she should be supported in that choice. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You go ahead, ladies. Put a ring on it. I mean, y'all, that's what, that's what Sarita thinks. Any man dating me, I'm not proposing to you. So I just want you to know <laughs> to get out ready. Period. Point blank. Don't wait period. on it. Period, Pooh. Um, y'all, and, and this is so funny because y'all can hear our voices, but I wish y'all could see Sarita's facial expressions because she looked at me like, Bleh! what no. and i just love it i love it that's why you guys have to make sure you watch the youtubes also because facial expressions do not lie but yes um the old lady in the car Issa was annoyed and to me that was so funny i love how lawrence was playing with it 
I know somebody who does stuff like that to me all the time. So it's always funny to see how much we can keep it going. And like when that when she was like Alaska, I'm like, okay, Alaska, because it is some black people in Alaska. That was like hysterical to me because all these people who, who keep having these guest appearances, that old lady was classic, almost as classic as old man George from episode six. Yeah. But, um, okay, so they get to the restaurant. Like you said, she orders all his stuff. And then they get into what is a very real and deep conversations. I think it was very real. I think it's hard for us as human beings, not like even in a relationship, to accept our faults or to accept our part in the demise of relationships, whether if it's friendship or romantic or whatever, familial. Uh, and they, they really seem to, not just in that conversation, but over time, reflected on what part they each played in the breakup, but also presenting the issues that they had with each other and not getting defensive. Like, that's what I really appreciated because a lot of times you're afraid to speak up. Like, her saying that she drove around in the car because she didn't want to go home, like, that's very real. Like, a lot of us uh, have been in that situation. Oh. I'm going to go out for drinks after work when I don't by myself, when I don't really need to, because I don't want to face what's happening at home. And I think it was a very eye opening moment for them. And also people watching, like you can have these conversations and sort things out without being nasty and vindictive and angry. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is something that takes time though. Um, because when you want to have this, conversation immediately emotions are so high so I was glad that it happened after the fact I can remember a breakup that I went through where the person writes letters and I was like did you really just send me a fucking email and then in this email you have to never tell me about myself but let me tell you about yourself and literally it was a back and forth exchange then fast forward to three years later and then we talked about it and it was like oh I'm so sorry I didn't ever consider it that way or I didn't think about it that way. And there were so many one-liners in their conversations. And he asked her, why Daniel? Why did you cheat on me? And the things that she said was very real. And I feel like a lot of people do go through when, and this is what I say about marriage too. But when you're in a long, a long-term relationship or even a marriage, you have to deal with everything your spouse is dealing with. So he was depressed. He didn't have a job. So Issa had to deal with that. So him saying, me seeing you get up every day and having a, re- I mean, like that broke me because as a man also, it's like, you're supposed to be the provider. You're supposed to be the breadwinner. And when that is embedded into men and then it's taken away, not because of something that he is necessarily did, but because he's having difficulty that is going to show when it comes to her and him. And so I get that he felt that way, but her also saying that like broke me. Like I purposefully was not coming home. Yeah. And another one liner when she said it was good to feel wanted, like how many times in long-term relationships do you lose this, this desire, this want, you get so comfortable and you just assume the person's going to be there without you doing anything to make them feel wanted. And that also broke my heart because I'm like, that's so real. Like that's what all of us want. And when your partner doesn't provide that for you, like how long do you, you wait around to feel wanted? You're going to seek it elsewhere. 
Right. And she made up a really good point. Like it was one mistake and I'm human and I definitely regret that. And I think that sometimes people do deserve a second chance because she didn't do it trying to be malicious. Like there are serial cheaters, but that wasn't like the case here. And like she said, like he caught me in a weak moment. And I was like, I was proud also that it was the other way around, right? Instead of it always showing the man being a cheater, like females cheat too. Um, but this is why, like, I just love the anatomy of, of that whole situation because it caused them both to not only break it down, to say how they really felt. Because when he was like, do you feel like I gave up too quick? And she was like, yes, that's another thing, you know, like some people might've said, don't do it or don't give up on me. But the fact that she voiced that lets you know, right then and there, she still wanted to be with him, that she wanted to at least try and work things out. But how do you feel about that? Because a lot of people looking from the outside, they say, oh, if someone cheats on me, that's it. I'm not giving them a chance to do it again. I'm out. Like, you've crossed my boundaries and that's the end. Once a cheater, always a cheater. But if that were you, if you were in his shoes, would you have stayed? Or was it giving up too easily? Honestly, I'm not sure. I feel like I haven't dealt with direct cheating where I know in the relationship that somebody's doing it. I might've had an inkling, but I haven't dealt with direct cheating since I was like early twenties. So I'm not exactly sure. And even then, I mean, I was so young that I tried to work things out because at that point in time, you don't want to be by yourself. You don't really understand the the value of self-worth or making sure that somebody else knows your self-worth. So I don't know how I would be now if I was married I honestly don't know. I just feel like if you make a commitment to somebody, like you should definitely be in it. But I also understand that people are human and I'm not dismissing it, but I think I understand now that people do the best that they can do. It's not always the right thing, but I think they don't do things with malicious intent. I do think that everybody has grown and that we can exercise self-control and that you know when you're putting yourself in situations that could be harmful to your like you know to your thing. Now with Issa and Daniel, I'm not sure that there was necessarily a, a buildup, but I feel like at that first inkling when she realized like this could change, she could have got up and left. Like let me get up and get out of here. So it was one of those things for me. But I don't know. I haven't been in that situation in a long time. But okay, they leave out of the restaurant. And they run into your favorite person. And I was crying, okay? Crying. What you got to say about about him? What you got to say? TSA Bay makes a surprise reappearance just when you needed him. Like, that was just hilarious because we've seen how Issa has handled Lawrence moving on with someone else. And he's never really been directly faced not that he knew uh directly faced with someone that Issa has been with after their relationship and this guy on a date with somebody else just telling all her but just say hi and go like you can't see I'm gonna do we don't need to catch up you don't need to bring up anything like hi enjoy your meal that was just it was hilarious but it you know he could have just kept it the fact that he said we used to smash, I was like, sir, you didn't have to. And then the fact that the girl's name was Mazda, I was like, you know what? I hate all of y'all. I, like, I hate all of y'all. But that was just so funny. I was like, I can't 
I, I just can't deal with this. And then once you realize that that's a place that they went to eat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. My favorite part of that obviously was when Lawrence just quickly says goodbye, walks away. And then it's like, yes. Later, oh, I was like, I so much. because I was pissed off at that point. I was like, he's going to go see Condola because even yeah. when he pulled out his phone, we knew who it was. So I'm like, oh, I was already fresh. And I was like, he really left East to go see Condola after they just had that bomb ass conversation. So, and then they end up going to this art show, which was dope because it was like nothing but black art. And I just was like, yes, insecure, you do it again. You're showing us all these amazing black artists and, you know, they're having a good time again, too. And then we find out that they live in the same neighborhood. And it's just like, That's so crazy. So this was bound to happen anyways. Y'all would have ran into each other somewhere at some time. But then we know that they leave. And I think all of us are thinking like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? But then they get to his house and they're like, all right. Then he's like, give her five minutes let her come and see. So we're all like, and then he uses the bathroom. He calls Condola and we're just like, it just was like, it was so many ups and downs with that Condola thing. I was like, I get what you guys are trying to do, but like, God, we're tired of her. We're so tired of her. And also, it was just disrespectful. Like, you were with somebody else. Why do you keep texting and calling and entertaining her? Put your phone on Do Not Disturb. If it's buzzing in your pocket and it's bothering you, like, then for Issa to come out of the bathroom and hear this conversation, he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll try and make it. Bruh, come on. Like, do better. And people are like, well, did you think him and Condola were over? And I'm like, yes. They weren't in it that long to for it to be like, super super like oh well we're lingering i think there's something that he has to figure out but he should have said it to begin with like we're just trying to figure stuff out or we're in a weird place like make it known because to me that's so disrespectful and i get it they're not in a committed relationship but still it's like bruh if you're out with one girl be out with her you got yeah. that and the next day after that and the next day after that like stop being rude in my opinion like yeah, just- that was rude and it's like, it's not, it's not in his character to be like that, or at least in my opinion. So I was just like, okay, sir. And then, you know, basically she's like, what if I don't want to go? And then she's like, I had a good time. He's like, I had a good time. You made me happy. You make me happy. And then it was, mm, mm, and I'm like, you know, not everyone can see you, girl. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, I forget you guys can't see me. I was just gyrating with the air and they yeah, basically- I had to witness it so have you ever had sex with an ex I mean yes I had a guy we were like on and off but then I realized after the feelings were gone like I really didn't get any gratification out of having sex with him you know like when you're with someone you're just making it work like even if you're not fully satisfied in the relationship you're making it work and then to be with him and not have the emotional attachment I was like actually I don't enjoy this so this won't happen again sex with your ex gets cray cray because it either is going to do one or two things it's going to turn you on or it's going to turn you off it will either be the reason that you continuously go or the reason why you stop. And so for me, the end of this episode left me so empty because I was like, why is she so calm about this? Like, she just was kind of like, good morning. Like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to walk home. And I was like, does that mean that she acknowledged what happened? Because we're all adults and we do, again, I, 
I don't want to say that wasn't a weak moment because it was, but it also was something that needed to happen to let them get out that, that passion in one. Because if we all remember from season one, Lawrence does come over and they end up like a quick fuck, basically. And that used, that really hurt my feelings with that one because I was like, but y'all are so much more than that. But obviously you just needed to get it out. But this time seemed like, no, like, they were there. They were there to please each other. They were enjoying each other. It was sensual. It was emotional. It felt like there was a real connection. And then the next morning, she's just like, yeah, so I'm going to head out. And I was like, why are you leaving us like this, Issa? I'm like, no, go cook breakfast together. Go have sex again. Go to lunch. Are you going to call? It was, it was interesting. I mean, given that he was on the phone with Condola the whole night, I feel like for her, it's more of a, a protective uh, mechanism. Like, I don't want to get too excited about this. I don't want to act like this is now we're back together and I'm going to stay and linger around, you know, because that's also awkward. I think yeah. it wasn't a, okay, bye forever. And it wasn't a, let's make breakfast together, but it was open. And I think they didn't, they didn't make it awkward, which I kind of appreciated because when you, like you said, like when you have sex with an ex and then the next morning you're like, wait, is this, what does this mean? Like, no, they didn't do any of that. They were just like, we did it. You made me happy. I made you happy. That right. sex scene was bomb. And what? I'm going to walk home around the corner. So. <laughs> if her and TSA Bay had that kind of sex, I would have liked their sex scene more. But it wasn't that kind of sex. It was just like, mm. But anyways, I get what you're saying. I appreciate also that they didn't have to ask those questions right then and there. I do hope that eventually they do ask them but oh this is sorry this is way back there but in the first scene when he tells her that he's been interviewing in san francisco i appreciated her response it wasn't like why would you leave it was like look at you and i was like yes you're meeting the person where they're at you're not trying to say how dare you leave me you're understanding what their progression in life is and you're going to be there to support them regardless of anything so i appreciated that but yeah i just am so interested to see what happens i honestly hope it develops but i feel like it won't or I feel like they they will do some type of plot twist. and will be like, ah. Oh. And let me tell you, though. Do you know I thought that that scene was fake? I thought, you know how Issa goes into imagining things are happening, and then, the, and then she snaps out of it, and we see what really happens. Like, when she hit the girl over the head after they ditched her. Yeah. Which scene did you think was like this? When she was like, well, what if I wanted to stay? And then they started kissing. I was like, she about to wake up any second now. They done got us all excited in this thing. Oh, oh, wow. When it happened, I was like, oh, this is real. This is happening. <laughs> I was so they happy. Would, they would not do us like this, girl. They wouldn't do us like this. Because I was like, they know this is what we all semi want. Like, we just been waiting. I, I just want to point out how far you've come from why is Lawrence here to, <laughs> to guys, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. <laughs> I think it's personal, though, you know. In my own head, I'm trying to be like, oh, things can work out. And maybe you guys just have the conversation together. Y'all no, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Have the conversation. Everyone listening, have the conversation before it's too late. Before a condola comes and scoops your man up, but you can't get him back. Or your woman, whoever. Whoever's listening out there. Girl. The Lawrence initiated the conversation, not Issa. This is, just, this is just my personal jab back to you. That's all. That's all. Yeah. It was very grown of him. It I was. It. I was. And I hope that everybody out there 
musters up the strength eventually to have conversations that need to be had. So anyways, <laughs> anything else? Anything else you notice about this episode that you love? I mean, we had a blip. Can I even bring up her name? Of Molly. I don't know. I thought it was also interesting because her and Molly are, I mean, obviously that wasn't the point of the episode, but like she was such an intricate part of her life when her and Lawrence were together. I'm surprised that that just flew by, but. And I was like, is this my life? Like, did the screenwriters look into what my 2020 was going to be like? Uh, okay. But. They even- needed inspiration in the writer's room. So they just started creeping through your windows. And- that That's what it was. But yeah, even <laughs> the disbelief, which goes to show you, like, they're both being petty. Y'all need to somehow work it out. You know what I mean? Like, and then we see from the preview from next week, they're going to meet up. And. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be a, a whew one for everybody. Yeah. That's going to be a heavy one. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But, you know, she she worked it out there. She has worked it out with Nathan. She has worked it out with Lawrence. So hopefully she works it out with Molly. And then all the areas in her life can feel, you know. It, or have some kind of closure, you know. Whether the person stays in her life or not, at least get these tense, negative uh, unsettling situations like out of her life because she's trying to level up she's talked about her ideas for creating smaller events so like she's really going into her own and, and you don't need those things weighing you down when you're doing it absolutely absolutely okay any other thoughts no but i'm happy we both gave it an a so it only took us eight episodes for you to give it an a <laughs> over i'm like no don't go don't go don't go but you guys when it is over we are so excited that we get to bring guests on the show and we get to talk about other topics that happen regardless if we're watching insecure or not so make sure you guys just keep tuning in we appreciate you being here thus far definitely sarita where can they find you on social media at sarita braxton on all social platforms and where can they find long af on Instagram, Long AF Voice Notes. <laughs> on Twitter, Long AF Voice Notes. And on YouTube, same, Long AF Voice Notes. And we're on all the places where podcasts live. So check us out. Listen and tell a friend. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week. And before we leave, can we please just take a moment of silence for. Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd and their families and everybody who's feeling any type of hurt and pain right now, we feel it with you. We stand with you in solidarity and keep fighting the good fight. That's all we can say. That's all I can say. Sri, do you have any words to people of encouragement or? I just want to share a little story that yesterday I took an hour and a half bus ride one way, found a stranger online to print my mail-in ballot, realized I had the wrong paper, so took five other buses to find a print shop so that I can mail in my vote. If I can do it from Spain, please, if you have the ability or if you are in the U.S., if you need to mail it in, if you're not in the U.S., please, please, please vote. It's important. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.